You are listening to Let's Go Jojo, the weekly Jojo's Bizarre Adventure podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and one half of the Secret Sailor of Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. There's no Niall. Apparently he's no. got builders either side of his flat, just constantly clanging pots and pans. And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, I'm going to see how much energy I've got after having the flu or something flu-like last week. But more importantly, we are covering the anime that aired. Two weeks. Oh boy, two weeks. It's October the 22nd to November the 5th, 2022, with the solitary two exceptions. That's not solitary. Uh, what is the, what is the version of solitary where there's two things? Um, I'm sure that the du- yeah. no, duality, that wouldn't be it, because that would be yeah, uh, something be else. For the, but, um, yeah, so we're covering a fortnight's anime in how we would usually cover a week's anime. So yeah. Yes, and I watched a bunch of this while I had a fever, so who knows Perfect. what I remember. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, episode 20. No, that's last week's. No, let me get copy. Uh, 21. Yes, cop. Yeah, I was just, I got the wrong things here in me, in front of me. It's in the other window, is the right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start again. And uh, not right from the start, though. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Stone Ocean, part six, episode 21. Awaken. Uh, in which one of our heroines bites the dust, or appears to, as she mm. boils herself alive this week. Uh, but before we get to that, She's got to choose what she's going to do. Is FF going to fight Poochie? Or is she going to fight the guy in the pointy hat whose name I've forgotten because I watched this so many weeks ago now? Oh, his, is he Gucci? Or is that the guy who's no, he's D&G. into a bear trap? He's D&G. Dolce and Gabbana. He's, he's Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's D&G. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Yes. So she's got to pick which one of these. She, port, she flinches. That gives uh, Poochie a chance to attack. Um, and then tries to rip the disc out of FF so she'll stop being alive. Yeah, like FF like makes the very smart decision of, oh, you're only revealing yourself to me now, so because you really want this guy, so I'm going to blow this motherfucker away. <laughs> but you know, he, he's interfering with her uh, stopping him living. Um. I think she manages to kill him by pouring a bit of herself uh, yes. the, the liquid that um, is themselves, the uh, the plankton. She's plankton. She's yeah, a she, colony of plankton. She blows, her own, she, she blows her own brains out and then hmm. escapes from the skull of the corpse she was currently animating into hmm. the mouth of D&G and then twists his own neck. Um, hmm. Pretty fucking fi- rad. Yeah. Yes, which finishes off his stand and then she, like, the slime crawls away with the disc into the driver's compartment of the van they're in, or the ambulance. Yeah, she's in. trying to yeah. start the um, the ambulance to, to get away. Um, obviously, we have a white snake punching through the front of the van <laughs> to stop her from getting away. Um, I, I do like the, the new way it's depicting her form, um, where, where it's kind of like her... Uh, where she first appeared as protecting the farm equipment and stuff. Yes. Um, but with the the face of the, the corpse that she has been riding around in this whole time. I was like, it's a really, really nice combination of designs. Yeah. And she ends up like partially destroyed and then is 
being questioned by Poochie, and then Poochie realizes, hang on a second, you're just delaying me, and then we see her legs running away with the disc. With the disc, like, tucked into, I mean, like, technically the, the pocket, but more so, like, the, the, the cavity where the rest of her body should be, because it's her head and body dissolving. It's like, you think that's where I am? I'm f- I'm a colony of plankton, you idiot. My legs are running that way. <laughs> towards the, um, towards a hose in yes. the, in the, in the prison yard, yeah. Uh, but it turns out, oh no, she hasn't escaped into the water. She can't go and warn Jolene and tell her who is controlling White Snake, because he's has he switched discs or put another disc in her that her stand power is now heats up water. Yeah, he gave her the useless stand ability. He jammed another disc into her that is like you you turn water into boiling water is also your stand ability now. So when you turn on the tap, it's boiling hot water. It's yes. a hot tap now. So, um, and also that will kill any uh, microscopic yeah. stuff that lives in water. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, yes. Yeah, so, Foo Fighters uh, appears to be dead, and then I hope they're not. But that seems like again, it's it, it's a very hard stand to kill. But like, how do you kill plankton? A bunch of different ways. Yes, this is definitely one of them. Yeah, uh, this is about halfway through the series, so. It's a good chance that she is dead, I think. Um, it, it, it's possible. I, I hope not. And it's really sad. But then the second half of the episode distracts me with fucking weird JoJo physics. And I was just like, okay, I've got time yes. to be sad because weirdness is happening now. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Jolene and Alessui have a different problem in that the baby has hatched. And they've well, got to the, chase after... The green guy who ate the baby, obviously, is dead because he's yes. stand user's dead. But the baby has hatched from the egg. And it's getting away. It's slowly anyway, crawling away. We've got to get that baby because we can't let White Snake get that baby because he's got some, some sort of plans for it. Also, yeah, we had White Snake. Uh, Poochie was questioning. That's what he was. That's what she was delaying it with. Was him asking, "What's the baby like? <laughs> Can you explain yeah, he, the baby to wants, me?" Yeah, because he said I could just take your memory from your head and like it would give me all the facts and information and your point of view and everything. But I want your opinion. Like, what's he like? What was your impression yes. of him? And she's like, I don't fucking know. Is this some fucking dumb green baby? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's so flippant. It's 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 yeah. really good. And his face of, oh, please tell me the thing. I'm very interested. And she's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, you get it's the really... feeling he he wants her to describe it as like a tiny dio, uh, of which it and, is basically not. like a tiny dio slash Jesus slash God, whatever the fucking way he yeah. bears dio. Yeah, for sure. Instead, it is very much. A green baby, but a green baby who, as you get closer to it, you shrink. Yeah, so if you get, if you close the distance between you and the baby by half, you reduce in size by half. So yes. now that you're a quarter of the distance, you if you try to get closer, you'd reduce in size by half again. So you'd never reach this baby and you'd keep getting infinitesimally small. Um, I did like the way your man worked out the math and I was like, yeah, that's true, actually. That would work like that. <laughs> And he's explaining this to Jolene, and it still doesn't work. And she tries to move the string towards him, but her string keeps getting smaller as it gets closer to the baby. It's like, damn, how do we get this baby? Uh, and also, the baby not only has this power, it also has a stand. Uh, and the stand seems more malicious than the baby does. I guess it's just defensive. I just I guess it just perceives them yeah. as a threat, and it's defending the baby. Mm-hmm. Um and so they go through a whole wide variety of scrapes and plans. So there's a bit where Jolene's falling towards the baby and she realizes, oh, she's going to just going to be constantly falling. She's never going to hit the ground. Yeah. Um, 
they uh, until Alistair rescues them. Then there's some, there's a lot of stuff involving this glass bottle, and it has to be that you propel something towards it because they throw a rock. So it's yeah, not like, like it's shrinking it things because he 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 threw a pebble at it, and when the baby threw the pebble back, it was a giant boulder coming towards yes. him. It it was maintaining its normal size. When the baby touched it, it it negated its power. So if the baby wants to touch something, it won't shrink. So yes, you, you have to like get the yeah, baby. Yeah, it's, to... it's the stand who throws the stone, not the baby at them. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, because uh, they're hanging onto some rocks after they think they've got away, and it throws the baby. It throws the baby. No, it throws the stone upwards, and then it comes back down as a boulder on onto them. Um, it's really good use of physical space as well because this is like a small tract of dirt, dirt in between some like grass and reeds and stuff, and it's just like the same twenty foot or whatever of just uh, muck and earth and grass, but it becomes like a whole fucking like cavernous kind of thing. The more they shrink, and is I just like it, and also they have to trap the baby stand. I love saying that um, inside a bottle at one point. <laughs> yes, after that, because Adasuri gets his legs caught under the bottle, and then they trap the stand mm. in it, and then the baby touches Jolene, and everything's back to normal, uh, the normal size. The baby's she's holding the baby. The baby seems to be. They seem they're like, oh, the baby likes you. Uh, he actually just seems really fascinated in the star on her shoulder. Um, they got the same birthmark, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's like, yes, it's good that we got this baby, and White Snake doesn't have the baby, and maybe we can use its power against White Snake. But it's evil. I'm going to have to kill the baby. <laughs> is what he's thinking to himself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's where he goes out. It's uh, NOC declaring that this baby is his enemy, and one day he will have to kill it. Mm. Uh, because he detects evil powers from its stand. Uh, also, of which... its stand power is weird and crazy, and it's just like you can only—they've only managed to break it by interesting the baby, basically. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, there does not seem to really be any evidence that the baby is actually evil. I mean, so it we're... looks evil. It does. It's a little it... goblin baby, you know. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look great. Yeah, it's uh, it's no baby Yoda, um, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it, does the stand get the title card, Green Green Grass of Home? Oh, yeah, it's Green Green Green, I think is what they just call it, or okay, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got like a four-eyed mask with turbines coming out the side of its head, and like a shock-headed Peter type haircut. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, it's also little because it's mainly interfering with you when you're little. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess it's like it's this—it's the shape of a man, but it's the size of a baby. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they're always going about. Oh, if we stop the stand, it stops the baby. Uh, as if, as if they, they seem to be under the impression that the baby is somehow. Contr- or Adesir is because Adesir is making a lot. He's of, assuming a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he's he makes some good observations and then makes a whole load of assumptions. <laughs> He he has to do most of the out loud thinking because Jolene can barely talk because she's still filled. Both of them are still filled with holes, but yes. one of her eye, her eyeball is constantly melting. This entire episode, it's just super gross. Yes, I don't know how they're getting better from that, given that their medic uh, boiled themselves to death. Um, yeah, she manages to stitch up some of the holes in her, but like she can stitch up the holes in her tongue a little, and then what, what are you going to do about that eyeball? It's like, well, basically nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good episode though. It's uh, a game of two halves because it, it's uh, totally quite different between the two different oh, yeah, parts sure. of the story. Um, 
because it's uh, it's the, the second half is like comically sinister. The uh, it's definitely like a a bizarre situation to find yourself in. Whereas in the first one, the the you know, the threat is obviously to the character who seemingly fucking dies, um, unfortunately. But there is a bunch of comedy moments in it where she's like distracting, was like, I don't fucking know, it's just some fucking baby, and her legs are running away and that kind of shit. It is comedy moments among the, the character threat, whereas this one has an existential threat of you can never catch this baby. Yes, <laughs> very odd thing. Yeah, you want the baby, but you gotta let the baby come to you and not chase the baby. Mm-hmm. Then we've got uh, next up is Cyberpunk Edgerunners episode ten. My moon, my man. And we're talking about this the day they announced that there's going to be a Cyberpunk Edgerunners role playing game hmm. using uh, I mean, their like, Cyberpunk if... role playing game rules, which does seem like a weird bit of like eating eating its own tail. But I guess it will probably have yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, like we already have the rules set for this, right? <laughs> we're gonna... Yes. Uh, particularly because, like, even in this like final episode, there's like locations where, I'm, like, I know exactly where that is in the video game. Hmm. Uh, like the bit where the spot where Kiwi gets ambushed, I was like, I know exactly where that is. There's a mission there where you buy a something off two homeless men, and then it leads you to something which has come off the moon. Um, hmm. Hmm. Again, very... really, really interesting use of assets, and it even has the thing of David kind of. Um... Picturing himself in these places like he's doing his regular commute, but yes. this time there's no masturbation corner. There's no people masturbating on masturbation corner. Um, there's no people in the city. It's kind of like his impression of the city. And I, I thought that was kind of really interesting. Like it's it's really given, I mean, like because it's working from the assets, it's given the, the city itself a, a sense of space and place as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it ends with the, the characters assaulting Arasaka Tower, which is the thing that happens at the end of the roleplay, the video game as well. Um, mm-hmm. And you're facing off exact, with exactly the same person you face off at the end of the video game too. They, they called in the last boss to be the last boss, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, they're going to attack Arasaka Tower, rescue Lucy, because David knows he's completely fucked. And that's all he can do with the remaining parts of his life before he goes cyber psycho. Uh, if if the new role playing game is going to have mechanics for like the super tragic ending, uh, like this, it's like okay, you have all these little spell slots uh, slash freaking um, potions or whatever, and when you jam in the last one, you're dead. You're going to die after that one. You're going to go crazy and you're going to die. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, it's mechanical uh, in that way. Yeah, it's um, it's it, 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 the doom plays out over a fairly uh, pop, upbeat pop song, which I think also works quite well. Uh, mm-hmm. As pretty much every single character you've met so far in the show uh, gets killed, bar two. Yeah, obviously one guy has to survive because he's in the video game. I think. Yeah, oh, three, the four, four survive. So you've got the uh, there's the two Arasaka spies. One mm. that basically sacrifices the other to keep her career. Uh, Adam Smasher survives because yes, you've got to face of course, it in the yeah. video game. Um, the driver survives and Lucy survives. Everybody else you've met dies in various gruesome manners. Like, I thought for a second they were going to kill um, your one by, um, it, 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 like, in the way it's framed. It's like, okay, we're not going to see her corpse. And then it has an, a gruesome picture of her corpse. <laughs> yes. After. I was like, 
cool. Now I feel sad again. All right, thanks. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. The way Rebecca dies is both funny and then tragic because she's yeah, yelling. It, she's it, yelling at Adam right Smasher. Character that it's funny, yeah. but it's tragic because we like her. She's fun. Yes. Yeah, she yells at Adam Smasher as he's about to attack. We're hey, we're having a moment here as he just he just squashes her into the ground. Yeah, yeah. By landing on her feet first, um, hmm. which then gives you an idea of like, oh my goodness, that how much does that man weigh? Uh, hmm. Particularly as we've been seeing David as he as they constantly point out through the episode, the only reason he's able to move is because he's got anti gravity uh, boosters in each of his shoulders. Like Adam is... Smasher keeps calling it um, anti-grav training wheels. He's like, yes. no, I can hold up my own fucking weight, which is a ridiculous amount, whereas you got need all this fucking accoutrement yeah. just to stay standing. Yeah, which is why he's able to stand on things like the Arasaka uh, shuttle without crushing it earlier yeah, in the episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I just like the... Um, what's the fixer's name again? Oh, Faraday. Faraday. Yeah, yeah. his him arrogance was very satisfying. Yes. That was nice because he shows up and he's like, "Look, I brought you the guy." And it's like David shows up. And is like, "What's up, bitches? I'm here as well." It's like, "Look, I even brought you David." Fucking, I done my part of the deal. They're like, "Hey, hey, fucking Adam Smasher, get him!" And he's like, "Who the fuck are you, Faraday? I don't have. A, <laughs> yes. I, you're not my boss. You don't get to fucking order me around." Yeah, and Arasaka already already put the blame on Faraday as being. Yeah. It's like we should never have got involved with FX. So look how messy this mission has got um and, and i love the look of his like three eyeballs one eyeball on either side of his head but you get to see all of them pop out of his fucking head yes. that's great that was very satisfying fuck that guy <laughs> yeah because the way he dies is just like just gets bounced around by the rest of the fight happening around him um, yeah they weren't even trying to kill him he was just collateral damage in the fight basically yeah yeah uh but yeah it ends with uh they offered david uh, Adam Smasherlight offers David the chance to become a construct, which is one of the plot points of the uh, the video game. But he refuses, so he just gets his head blown off hmm. at the end. And then we see Lucy having a really great time on the moon. Goes on a little moon holiday. Wow. Yeah. You know what would make this nice? If David was still alive and yes. here, that would be nice. Yeah. And also, the moon holiday looks kind of shitty as well, based it, given how much it costs. It's a very tourist trap from like the first episode of Futurama, kind of yes, thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I really enjoyed the series. I think it does a very good. I, th- I was trying to think. It's. I think in terms of like capturing the look of a video game on screen, but without making it slavishly look like the video game, mm-hmm. which it does a superb job, and I think it made me enjoy the video game in retrospect a bit more than I did. Okay. Um, just because I was like taking like things like the the little sound effect whenever they do the uh, telephone calls. Hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I love that sound effect in the game. But now I see it in like a different situation. I realize how much I love that sound effect in the game. When I was playing in the game, yeah, it was just yeah. part of the, the game process. It was like, okay, this is that's the cue to make me go to the next bit of the story because I'm getting a little bit more information. But now I'm hearing it in the context of this story that I have no input in. I was like, that's a really good sound effect. Um, it's an interesting one because, like I said, they're taking the assets, the, the visual assets and the audio assets from the, the game and even taking some of the mechanical as- assets and ideas from the role-playing game, like yeah. the um, the me- medevac guys and that kind yes. of stuff. Um, and they have a lot to pull from. Like even um, 
their their hacker kind of hack it into him again and going like, hey, I'll give you the map on the way out because I'm totally going to be dying because guess what? I got betrayed as well. And just showing the route that they need to take. And I was like, I assume that's what the fucking map looks like in the game. It's just yeah. like you have all these stuff to work from. So yeah, they're, they're using it very well, what materials are given to them. Yeah, I think the only thing that hamstring a bit is, as I've seen other people point out, is that the the visual representation of net running isn't very exciting, and it's not very exciting in the the video game either. It, yeah, I guess they had a better idea for the visual of the um, the the sand of Easton, like that. Yes, was the, the, the physical aspects of the the. The cybernetics is the thing they were really concerned with, and less concerned with the the net running um, visualization because yeah. the game wasn't about that either. So yeah, no, I know it's quite right that it's not that much about it in the game because that was always the problem when you I was running the or playing the pen and paper RPG is mm-hmm. the fact that it used to be like you'd have a character who was a net runner as you've got here, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as you got to the part of the story which involved net running, it was like all the other players had to sit by. <laughs> While a, a player, one of the players got to play a solo game with the GM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a difficult one to to marry the two. Yeah, yeah. So now in the video game, it works more like spells, essentially. So you just ha- you're on the fly hacking the environment, and you're on the ground like hacking NPCs. The thing in front of you, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, which I wonder whether that's how it works in the current. Cyberpunk Red. Uh, I've not had a look at that rule set. Um, and then at a certain point, you do they, you you do in one part of the story, you do the same thing they did when they shoved her in a bath full of ice in order to go deep into the Arasaka guy they cut, captured, Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the visuals look the same as that what sort of white on black, uh, ghostly world. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a bit more sense looking like that in the game it didn't really need to look like that i don't think in this but maybe they're just doing that for visual consistency Um, yeah because the idea in the game is you're you're delving into you're not delving into somebody's head you're delving into a bit of the internet that is like uh oh like the old uh, shouldn't be the yeah it's like the the old yeah yeah. yeah, it's like the the leftover bit where there's rogue that's probably why they wanted to make it look the same because that was apparently what lucy was also looking into um, yes when she was yeah when she was a kid yeah um so they wanted to keep that yeah visual consistency is probably the reason for it yeah yeah but overall good series um and you liked as well you've not played the game so i think it works for everybody it's a it's a fun trigger series um yep well, fun. Uh, fun yeah. yeah, it's got a very depressing ending, but I, I kind of, I kind of like how bleak it ends because um, it, it does the the pop music and the it's like she's like, oh no, I was trying to save you, David, but I kind of knew that you that wasn't going to work, and you were always going to end up doing this anyway. So it's very clear from like the outset that this wasn't going to end with the super happy ending. I mean, it, the opening is him like running and his body falling apart in fire. And uh, getting shot in the head—that's the—that's the opening fucking thing that they do. The yeah, show. I, I, I guess so. the only guy who probably gets his happy ending is Adam Smasher, and he's a guy we only meet in the last episode because uh, he gets paid. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he's just doing a job. Yeah. Uh, though I guess yeah, I mean, uh, I can't remember what the driver's name is. They do get to split the fee. He does mention that to Lucy that they. Uh, that David told them to uh, split the fee uh, as they go away. So, 
yeah. Which is how which is how she could afford to go to the moon. Mm. Uh, that's all the side punk we'll have this week. Uh, as we now go to Poo Poo Mold Car Driving School, episode three and four. <laughs> three, not so much side punk. Uh, this is the one where they're trying to feed them slop, but they want lettuce, and they use a fair amount of footage from the first series. And I was like, okay, this. This is maybe, maybe it wasn't such a good idea to rush back with another Pooey Pooey Mulcar series quite so I, I can see why, yeah, you can see where they're <clears throat> cutting corners. Because, uh, again, it was like setting it at the driving school. It was like, oh, because they only have to build like the one set and then any extra stuff they're adding to that. I, I get the logic, but this was like saving animation as well a bit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, second one, though, was Bug and Rescue episode four, where they're going to give them VR training. So they've got VR booths to put car-sized guinea pigs in with car-sized mm. guinea pigs VR helmets. Uh, but then one of the other cars chews through the wire. The, because it looks orange like a carrot? Yes. The otaku character, the otaku driver is playing on his PSP and he's playing the video game of the car Magical Girl. He drops it on the broken lead and that causes... The contents of his video game to end up inside the VR, and uh, it all becomes very chaotic. Are panicking because there's giant monsters in their VR driving simulator. Yeah, Uh, but then they turn into magical girls, and are they panicking because of the giant monster? Is it are they panicking because of the cat? It's probably the cat, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. And then they escape the monsters. And then they come out the booths, and they're both wearing the magical girl costumes. <laughs> Somehow, that has escaped the game, and they're now physically dressed as magical girls. And the magical girl video game character, Lytle, whatever, managed to get back into... I thought it looked like a Game Boy Advance. Managed to get back into his Game Boy Advance, and it's like, everything's fine, except these two now can transform as well. I guess that's in the canon. <laughs> okay, sure. Yes. Um... Yeah, so that was it. That one was a bit more like uh, what I was expecting from the Pooh Pooh Mulcart. Just absolute absurdity. Um, mm-hmm. And it got them to do a little, something a little bit different, which I guess would probably also save a lot of uh, stop motion. Because they get to do the movements. fake CG uh, yeah. VR world. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, now going back and looking at this again. Did they rescue the cat? No, they run away from the cat. Yeah, they did get the gag. Oh, no, they're running towards the cat. Are they tr- yeah, they're, uh, they're rescuing the cat from the uh, from being stepped on by Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's good. I, I can see where they're cost-saving stuff, but it's still fun. It is still fun, but uh, I do. it does feel a little bit like they rushed back because they wanted to make more money from selling uh, more yeah. poo-poo and Mulca- merchandise. Uh, then we got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die 100. Farewell, the beloved Earth. Um, in which two lads are still slapping each other in the sky. And this is the thing uh, I watched was... the longest ago, and I can't try to remember what it is that happened. Um, like, Fern has been a real dick. Like, he's got some really good manacle, maniacal kind of fucking laughter. Um, there's a few sound effects I noticed that his big form was making. I thought it was the, the sound effects they used for Lavos in um, Chrono Trigger, but I, it's definitely off some fucking square game designed by Toriyama characters <laughs> that I've played. I was like, I know these sound effects that he's making. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, I wonder if they do have like access to, like, uh, here's the Square Enix uh, sound library. The sound library, yeah, for sure. Um, 
but uh, the way the fight kind of goes is uh, he manages to stab die in the gut with his gigantic fingers. Like they're kind of like pinched together. And he's like, oh, that's right. I, I got to rip him to shreds. Like, because miracles keep happening in this case. Oh, like, yes. I remember how he kills the yeah, now. So it's... His dad's sword comes from comes from the earth into space to protect him. And his dad's spirit is like, yes, you must. The, the sun shining off the sword wakes him up because it flashes into his eyes. It's like, yeah, it's like your mother's soul. You need to be the sun. Now take that, my sword, and fucking cut through his his emperor's eye or whatever it's called um a big glowing weak spot obviously uh yeah. and it's got a big lead up with the music and everything he's like dun, 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 and he's he's cutting through him and then the eye closes and then the sword breaks and him and his dad's ghost are like what the fuck <laughs> which is very funny like it's like oh i thought i thought that'd do it that time okay fair enough i guess that's not gonna do it but nah, burns nah. like nah you I'm going to cheap you out. I'm going to squeeze you. And Dai needs to get his regular sword, which is right there, stabbed into Burns. Yes. Uh, is he going to pull it out? No, he's just going to drag it all the way through his Burns' body. Pretty fucking rad. Um, but yeah, he, he gets cut in twice. Cut in half twice, I guess, because his regular body and yeah. his gigantic body are now cut in half. And uh, he's going to die. I guess the the... the, the poetic irony is he, what's left of him is going to fa- fall into the sun so there you go there's your yes. fucking sun <laughs> uh, then die falls to earth uh, they capture him and then hello it's me Kilvern I've come to blow everybody up <laughs> if, if you want the if, if you want a version of the super happy ending what you do is you watch it up to the, the commercial break where Pop's like I'm going to refuse to let anyone but me catch him and they're all laugh and everything's happy and then you go, wow, that was a great show. And you turn it right the fuck off. Because after the break, Kilburn's like, I'm here to fuck everything up. <laughs> uh, but how his head was cut off. And it's like, yeah, you said nothing who that can live without its head. Which you didn't say to me. You said to, ah, my puppet master. It was the little guy all the time. Can you believe it? Yeah, the little yes. guy was the real yes. Kilburn. Uh, and inside Kilburn's head is another... Whatever they call black hole bombs or black whatever. Black core or something. That's it, black yeah. core. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. I'm going to set that to lost... explode. It'll set off that and it'll still destroy the surface world. All right, peace out. I'm going. But he gets immediately shot with one of those feathers and Mam hits him with yes. the refractor fist. One of the few times the refractor fist has ever come in fucking useful. Pity you didn't kill him earlier, but all right, fair enough. Um. Uh, and so Dai is going to fly uh, Kilvern's body into the sun to protect the world. Yeah, him and Pop are going to get him up, and it's like, Pop is like, ah, if I gotta go out, I'll go out with you, Dai. And Dai's like, no, kicks him off. Yeah. Very tragically, I'll take the hit. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. That Dai yeah. is totally exploded. Yeah, and they set up a memorial to him, and then they point out, look, the jewel, yes, Lon Burrick shows back up and says, no, Dai's still alive. Look, the sword's jewel is still uh, bright. It hasn't faded. So somewhere out there, Dai's alive. They're just hanging either on. in heaven or hell. Um, yes. But as long as that Jewish jewel is shining, it's connected to his life force. So it means he's yeah. alive. And so, so this is just a signal for him to get back. So while, in the meantime, when he gets back, we'll all fix up all our various different things that we're doing and continue with our lives so he can come back yes. and everything's super happy. Which we don't see him come back, but presumably he he will eventually not in any kind of sequel. 
Yeah, and then we get a quick epilogue of what everyone else is doing. So, mm. Kyunkel and uh, the Dragon Knight fella are wandering around, uh, with being followed by the uh, priestess <laughs> who is in love with Kyunkel. Um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Pop and his two girlfriends are wandering <laughs> around in a party. Um, mm. Avon has grown a ridiculous mustache. He's grown no. Avon stash to match his Avon strash. Yes. And I, I did like the Queen kind of saying prior to the commercial break, it's like, you hang on to die because heroes have a habit of disappearing right after they save the fucking world. And she was fucking right. She called yes. it. Yeah. And the expression on Avon's face is like, okay, I can never leave here. here. I can never leave here again. I've, I've, I've been caught by my girlfriend. Um, hmm. uh, Q, they're making a new fort for the uh, Beast Commandos. Dedicated to the um, our, our little golden boy, um, which is nice, and I did like him and Crocodile. I guess they're just part of the army now. Yes, <laughs> sure, why not? And I guess if you put all these things with Gomichan's face on around, when the new Gomichan shows up, it might go. Hmm, this is curious. I need to find out about why there's so many pictures of me around here already. Um, oh. Uh... Uh, freaking what's a uh, pop's master called? Um, oh he's yes, making he's... the fake heroes return all the jewels they were lost. Yes, <laughs> from bed as well, very lazily, but yeah. Uh, and Nova's become Lon Beric's apprentice. Um, and uh, Leona is still waiting yes, by the yes, memorial yes. slash indicator of where to come back for die, but it's just like, yeah, he'll be back one day, probably. Yes, and then we get a nice. The uh, Adventure of Die Dragon Quest Thin card. I was like, excellent. That is how you want to end this 100 episodes of a really great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. Well done, Toei. Even though you're, this was, is a great show, and yet you think this is frequently being outshot on the animation level by One Piece episodes, <laughs> but it's still really good. Yeah, yeah, it's still good. I mean, like, the, the fight at the first half of this episode looks fucking excellent. It's just some... It is yeah. some crazy Dragon Ball shit in the good way. Yeah. Yeah, and that final blow to Vern when it happened, I was like, that's just crazy. I've never seen anybody do that. Or just, like, slicing the villain from uh, shoulder to groin. Um, Twice, technically. He cuts yeah. his regular groin and his giant groin. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very satisfying. It, it hits pretty it fucking hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then revealing that it was a bigger jerk than Vern all along, and it was the guy who has been a bigger jerk than Vern all along. Um, yeah, I like I like that ending of Kilvern coming back as well. Um, I, it's it's so close to being nearly a bad ending because it's like, did you have to go with like this, like oh, and then the heroic sacrifices, like, and, but everyone's just like, oh, it'll be fine, he'll be great. he'll be back, like, and they have a clear indicator that he will. You know what I mean? Yes. It, yeah. It just manages to steer out of it a little, but. Um, I, I think I saw some people having the same trouble because, I, as far as I know, the the manga also ends very abruptly like that. It's like, oh, okay, that's it's just over now. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if uh, his Super Sentai ends similarly. Hmm. Um, I think he might come back, but I think it ends similarly with him being like blown out of a floating asteroid into space. Um, hmm. And then they're like, oh my goodness, he saved us all, but he sacrificed himself. But I think he might actually come back at the end, maybe because you're aiming at six-year-olds rather than ten-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to make them all depressed and shit. Yes. You don't want to do a Transformers the movie kind of thing. Uh, no. Um, but like, I, I do like that it was um, 
it, it manages to get the heroic sacrifice tragedy and also people like but, but come out like steer out of that into hope it does a it does a pretty good job of it yeah yeah um very enjoyable i shall probably mm. eventually read through the comic as it goes up on uh, the shonen job site yeah yep uh but i think right might have to go through all of Hunter Hunter first, uh, just so I can understand what's going on. See, that has shown up as well, Hunter. and that has distracted me a little. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm just about remembering all these people now. Uh, there's three different mafias. Um, there's the Phantom Troop, and there's uh, the Psychopathic Clown, and uh, they're all sort of angling towards each other. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, on, on, on Dragon Quest, I, I do. Like it's not like I'm complaining a lot about the ending, but it's been like a magnificent 100 episodes, really fucking solid, um, very easily watchable through. Um, very, again, you've seen things take off this so many fucking times, but there's something different about watching it from the original uh story. Yeah, I wonder how many how many volumes did it go as a comic? Adventure of Die. Hmm. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, what's the, what's the speed of this thing? Um. Yeah, yeah, how quickly is it cutting through? Uh, it ran for 37 volumes. So let's whack okay, the old okay. calculator up. So 100 divided by 37. Uh, that should be the other way around, shouldn't it? Uh, 37 divided by 100. Uh, so yeah, like, why did I need to do that? It's very easy. So it's like point, yeah, of course it's point three seven. God, what brain, get rid of it with it. Uh, a level in. That's not a bad old fucking go of it, is it? Yeah. No, that's not bad. That's like a third of a volume every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. over a third of a volume every episode. So I think that, yeah, if you, if you don't want, if you don't want to watch a weekly shonen jump of something that's currently still running, um, this is probably a good thing to do. Uh, well, that that it has a definitive end and has that solid fucking hundred number, like yeah, um, yeah, totally worth it. You don't need to watch the special. Um, you can skip that. Uh, then we got Detective Conan episode one thousand and sixty-one, Police Academy Arc, Wild Police Story Case, Morifushi Hiramitsu. See, this um, is like I, I'm enjoying this, but where is the end? We don't know. We we'll, we don't know yet. That's that's the difficulty with Detective Conan. Also, having yeah. to skip to canon episodes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So this is the one where we're dealing with Morifushi, who's trying to find out uh, who killed his parents, and these possible suspects keep on showing up in the previous episodes. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the lads step in and help him out on the case. Because they're they're been because of all their solving crimes while still being on training for the job of policeman, the the their trainer guy has uh, basically went, all right, you guys got to clean the the showers and the toilets for the, for the week, and I better be sparkling, I better be able to eat off that fucking shower, uh, that kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> the lads are kind of like giving him shit. It's like, come on, tell us your secrets. Like, I can't tell you my dark secret. Um, but. They're like, yeah, we've all been investigating it anyway. We all fucking know. It's, you're looking for your parents' killer, and he's got a tattoo of, like, uh, it's a goblet, isn't it? I think it's a, gob- uh, it's a goblet. One of the lads is like, what if it's, like, two of these faces of canon looking at each other? Because um, that would, the interior, that would form, like, a goblet. Because <laughs> I did think of that. It's like, is this, like, two candlesticks type situation? Um, yeah. 
But um, there's also a missing girl going around. Yes, town, who who thing. looks who resembles uh, a girl it... who used to live with him and his parents yes. back when he was a kid. Yeah, uh, and not, it, that's not related a, girl. Yes, yeah, not related, but the she was related to the murderer. Yeah, yeah, because that he thought that they'd kidnapped his daughter. Hmm. Um, it, it was it was one of those Detective Conan, what a tragic misunderstanding. If only you hadn't fucking done all those yes. crimes and killed all those people. Uh, anyway, yes, he kidnaps this seven-year-old girl, lays a load of bombs, but then the lads come in and sort him out. Because hmm. uh, they've learned how to defuse bombs at school as well. Also, he tries to kill himself, uh, and they refuse By to let him get away with... the of bombs yeah. that he said, yeah. Yeah. Refused to let him uh, get out of uh, justice by killing himself, and uh, uh, he gives him yeah. the quick signal of like, uh, like, uh, Sakura top window, and as you yes. mentioned, wearing a, a class flag of Sakura blossoms that he made. That a cat had taken a shit and walked through the shit on it. Like I don't know why that's plot important. <laughs> it's important that that flag smells of shit at all times. And um, they use that to catch him in like a fireman kind of. Uh, uh, I forgot what the, those things the firemen hold out that you can jump into from like a second story window yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So this yeah. guy is the this guy is the brother. He's the younger brother of the detective who everyone calls Kobe. Yes. The guy with the super deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he looks like uh, Kobe with the mustache. Um, yeah, he just got the clue in the... Well, I say just got the clue. It's probably a year and a half ago he got the clue that he's connecting <laughs> things to yeah, zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how... This, so this guy is... This guy is the guy who zero thinks um, <laughs> Shuichi killed. Because he was the other... It's like... It, it, are all the black organization undercover agents from various uh, uh, organizations from around the world. So yes, he's the, he's the infiltrator for the Public Security Bureau. Shuichi is the infiltrator for the FBI. Um, uh, Hiromitsu was also infiltrating for the Public Security Bureau. Yeah, I think that's the situation. And... Yeah, same organization. And uh, yeah, that's why there's the tension between Zero and Shuichi, because Zero thinks Shuichi as Bourbon killed him. Hmm. So um, there you go. That's that. It's all part of this the the big overall story still, even like, though this, this is just a side like story the, the of like here's some characters who you've never really met because they've all been referred to as being dead. Uh, yeah, this feels like the last. Oh, you've got one because they're all like lost sound on you, hours. Wayne. Oh, sorry, I've got no sound from you. No sound. Uh, that might be me, though. Let me just check on my levels. Say something again. Something again. Am I still here? Oh, no. Oh, hang on. It's me not hearing you, I think. Oh. Which is quite odd. <laughs> hang on a second. Oh, what a nightmare. Oh. Oh, strange. I mean, I'm still coming through, aren't I? So that's good. Right. Yeah, yeah. A bit of live technological changes as I switch to 
Oh, that's no good. I can't see the audio devices here that I need to see. Oh. Yeah, I've just checked on the, the YouTube and I'm not coming through, I think. Oh, don't worry, but don't worry, Dwayne. Don't worry, audience. I've got to edit all this out on the actual podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know why, but it had suddenly decided to change my hardware out to some hardware that I don't even have. Um, hell bizarre. Oh, no, no, there's no, there's no problem your end. I just, for some reason, it switch to uh it went from my sound blaster output hmm. to uh x split stream audio renderer output uh, okay. which i don't even know what that is uh <laughs> but uh whatever it is it shouldn't be doing anything with the podcast uh you were still recording so you're still in the recording i've got anything you were saying i just couldn't hear okay. you uh, well, sorry anyway, for talking over you a bit because I thought, uh, yeah, I thought there was cross wires gone. Hmm. Yeah, so did I. Uh, never had that happen before. Of, of all the strange, bizarre technical problems, that's a new one to me. Uh, because we've had all the characters' episodes, and we've finally resolved the who killed that guy's parents, and they all fell asleep happily at the end. I assume the next police academy one is them all getting fucking horribly killed, right? I think this is it. I think this is the last story. Oh, no, oh, we're one... actually not going to see how they all horribly died, no? Yeah, oh, there's, it says there's one part left, which I don't yeah. know whether we'll get it, which is just them. Uh, it's only one chapter, and it's them going to their graduation ceremony. What, that Yeah, that's really fucking, like, <laughs> pulling on the heartstrings, all right. Good job, okay. Um, yeah, of them meeting some of the other characters and then uh, going to the graduation ceremony. So maybe that just been a flashback, or maybe they've already had that flashback, uh, and this is the rest. Of it. So I think this is it. Uh, okay. Is there anything announced that's canon coming up? Let's have a quick butchers. Uh, no, next episode is the Spiral of Rain and Malice, a TV original, and then the targeted chicken sexer, which is also a TV original. <laughs> okay. I assume someone's trying to murder a chicken sexer. Why? I don't know. Uh, not going to find out either. They're just too damn good at the job, I guess. Then we've got... Now we're doubling up. Right, here we go. Welcome to Demon School, Arubicon, Season 3, Episode 3, Aruba's True Feelings. And welcome to Demon School, Arubicon, Season 3, Episode 4, The Signal That the Harvest Festival Has Begun. First half, Aruba, we're going to make you... Well, first of all, we're going to go into the battler. And he has, admits that he's part of the battler. They go inside. He realizes, oh, I've not been in here for a long time. It's changed a lot. And uh, is he Ellie Goth? Ellie Goth is the creep who's hung yeah. around. Uh, he's busily... He's been filling up the uh, the battler with all sorts of magical items and devices and ingredients. So actually... He's a creepo, but he is good at making shit. Yes. Uh, actually, they can. She can. Uh, teach Aruba how to make a uh, bow. You've got to um, grab a core because she can do it on her own because that's her blood power, but other mm. people need to use a core to create the bow. And what's the magic words you use? Quartz, quartz, is that it? Or yeah, something? I think it's quartz, quartz, and I'm not sure if there's anything else added to that. But like, you, you take an object, um, and uh, depending on the object that you take, it'll it'll take on a different form, but it's also what the purpose you make the bow for um, imbues it with um, 
it's, it's, it's form. So, so your yeah. man obviously tries it on one of his anime figurines, and um, it turns into like a gigantic bull version of um, the head of the student council, yeah. like a life-size version yes. of her, but as a bull. Yeah, um, it's really fucking weird. And as we see in the end bit, she confiscates it because that's only been used for fucking crime. You know but that. She was happy. She was going to leave it there if a rumor had made it there. Yeah, that 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 would have been fine. That, that's a compliment. Uh, she fancies a rumor. A rumor is her boyfriend. Yes. So that's and okay. also that guy's we, a creeper. So no, he's not allowed there is a, to have that. There is a line in that bit which also gives like, what on earth is that comic about? Because they're talking about like how one of the characters got trapped in a time prison. <laughs> yeah, like it goes to space as well. That comic sounds fucking class, and I love the fact yeah. that it's this weird, long-running manga that just went everywhere and did everything yes. as a as a romance manga. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good gag that there's this comic you're never going to see every chapter of, and then it can be referred. To, it, she can compare it to any situation she runs into, which then makes the comic <laughs> seem weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so she's got to. The rumor's got to make. She's they've. He's collected some of the feathers of that guardian from season one that he befriended as like the first sign of like, hang on, something's up with this kid. Uh, and yeah, she the first bow he makes is just an imitation of hers and it falls apart. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's basically gives, he gives him a few lashes of it and she's like, all right, we, uh, you get one more shot. And he's like, what are you talking about? We've got a box full of those feathers left. He's like, you get one more fucking shot. If you don't get this right, really fucking think. What do you what do you want to do with this bull? Really fucking think about it. And if you haven't figured it out by the time I get back from shopping, then you're fucking done. Yeah. Um, um, and so she goes off shopping with the guy who mostly picks up junk. And she's kind of thinking, it's like, fucking demons, man. They, they can't fucking concentrate on things. They can't focus because she's tried multiple times to take on an apprentice and they all lose interest. None of them have the kind of focus to be a proper archer like her. Because they're demons, it's it's in their demonic nature. I mean, like if they were something different than a demon, like I don't know, a fucking human, that's a theoretical animal though that could focus on it. Maybe they could, but um, that's that's clearly not the case. This is going to be another failure. Yes, uh, and you, the backstory is like, yeah, okay, yeah, she's she's frustrated that yeah, society does not live up to her expectations, essentially, which is, does seem to be nature a, is not yeah. inclined for her. She's excited to teach her her bloodline ability, but. No one's willing to fucking learn it because of how demons are so fickle and selfish and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then we check in with the other. It's more than it always seems like checking in on the other tutors and the other pupils as we get yeah. the yeah. the siren is like she's not confident in her abilities to teach because she's just constantly drowning these two poor boys. Uh, but then they use that. They manage to use their bloodline abilities. Uh, to repel the water, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Or realize that water is ground and therefore I can use my. Uh, I, yeah, he has to see what it, whatever he wants to manipulate as his bed, and then he can manipulate yes. it. I didn't understand that's how his ability worked, but that is kind of hilarious. And the other guy just makes like a wall of swords of of wind around him so he can breathe. Because yes. yeah, underwater you can't breathe. Uh, Mr. Hat is sort of explaining how things should work, and then actually has worked completely different. Uh, you should respect these animals and be and. Don't consider them filthy, consider them your yeah, equals. Yeah, you see them, you're on the same level as them. And your man's like, yeah, these lady animals are still ladies. I get it, I get it. And the other one's just like, no, everyone, all of you motherfuckers yes. are beneath me. Yes. <laughs> he's become not, king of the prison, basically. You're not cross that, like, yes, but he's, she's still in the cage, whereas the owl boy hmm. has been let out of the cages and having tea with loads of tiny little animals. <laughs> 
it is very funny. You would think it'd be the other way around, but yeah, no, he he's learned to respect them as equals because they're all so beautiful ladies, and she thinks they're beneath her because she's a fucking idol, and she'll be the the queen of the animals. Yeah. Uh, ladies learning concentration by playing video games, but he tricks Robin by throwing the first few games, just as Robin thinks that he's going to have to throw some games. Uh, mm. He's like, oh my goodness, she got me. And then uh, the two lads managed to hit Balam. Well, um, they decide, wait a minute, what if we both try to hit him together at like at like as a team? He's like, you can't block both of us, right? And it's like, yeah. It's like, no shit. And he's like, oh yeah, you did manage to hit me. Well done, lads. You passed. Uh, in the succubus lessons, Clara is passing because she has a secret technique where she hides and surprises you and then glomps you. And oh dear, that is a little bit sexy. Um, and there's a little <laughs> worrying how the succubus teacher then licks her lips looking at Clara. It's like, I mean, lady. she's a succubus. She can't really help. It. Yes. Um, it, she's, she's got the kind of attractiveness where she's not sexually attractive. She's very, very cute. Yes. That, that's the way she leads, yeah. Uh, but there is the mystery of the next episode, why she's come dressed in a sort of a teddy bear outfit. I, I would say she's more dressed like a dinosaur or something. It's, Some sort. It, she it's looks a mascot like she's outfit. dressed like a so, bad costume of her familiar, is what yes. she looks like. Yeah. And is also not talking to people. Uh, See, I, I think don't... it's like, I, I'm going to guess... Uh, that it's you need a sexy costume to enhance your sexiness. Whereas you one's wearing like a skin tight um, leather fucking zip up the front kind of thing, which I assume the lower she puts the zip, the sexier she becomes or something. Clara's like, well, I can't do that, so I could dress as a as a baby dinosaur. Would that be cute? Would that enhance my cuteness factor? I don't know. It's weird. Um, yeah, me. Meanwhile, we didn't check in with everybody. Us, we stopped. The other guys don't get checked. Alison is like, come on, Iruma, you got to do this based on desires. So it's got to be something you have to keep secret from everybody else that you don't want to uh, fill Also, it doesn't have to de- be a bit selfish. That, yes. That's important as well, as, as and, part of demonic stuff. Yeah. An embarrassing desire that you wouldn't want anyone to know rather than all this uh, noble stuff you keep on coming out. And even his embarrassing desire is noble. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It, it's it's embarrassing. It's uh, it's selfish. It is a desire, yes. but it is still noble because it's it's a thing he wants to share with other people. Yeah. Yes, he wants everybody to remain together, uh, and that allows him to create this fuck off sized bow and arrow, which also seems to give him wings. Uh, hmm. And uh, yeah, that's him sorted. They're ready to go. They're asking Kalego, "How's the misfit class going?" And he's not answering, but then the other teacher's like, I can see on his face, he's very pleased, and uh, he's very happy with the way things are going. Because they're half thinking, like, did you set them up to fail by giving them incredibly harsh teachers? And he's like, I give them the appropriate teachers to get them fucking over their home, basically, yeah. Yeah, it also feels like he was doing it for the benefit of some of those teachers as well. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of them do have a lot of uh, issues to work through. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like the bit of the fourth episode where uh, 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 does something good, and then Balor's like, "That's my, uh, I taught him. He's one of my pupils." <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, he's delighted to see how well his students are doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but still nervous and quiet because if you get, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where his features. He's he's around the other adults. He's quiet and shy." Um, it's only when he's with the students, the, the Misfits class, that he actually comes alive. Uh, episode four is basically where we get introduced to a load of rivals for this arc. So they've got to go into the 
to this weird forest through four different gates to complete various tasks. And... Yeah, so you have to capture things to make a hot pot. Um, yes. Which I was just like, is that just going to be like ingredients garden? It's like, no, then you see like the the candy whiskered tiger and it has like, you know, rock candy for whiskers. And I was like, okay, so it's like weird animals and creatures you can fight yeah. for points. A bit like that yeah. Clara arc from the previous series. Mm. Um, it is, it's a point-based thing. Like a lot of the small little living mushrooms aren't worth much, but there's boss animals that are worth a lot, that kind of thing. Uh, so we're introduced to like this little guy who really stinks. Uh, there's these three guys who are pretty good. There's this guy who is basically, what if you draw a horse as a man uh, who <laughs> always comes second? Um, he very specifically comes second, which makes people think he, he can come first, because who won this last year was our um, was our student council president. Amory, yes. And he, came, and he came very close second in that as well. It's just like, could he come first if he felt like it? Or is he purposely throwing it to come second each time in everything? Yeah, and then there's these two brothers who should be second years, but they flunked the they first year. Yeah, and they're having to do, <laughs> redo it because they keep on wandering off the battlegrounds to hang out there rather than go into their classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's established like, oh yeah, they're good in the wilderness, not necessarily good in the class. Um, everybody's the, arguing. The class coming back together. Yeah. yeah. Every, when they come back together, everyone's arguing about who had the worst time of it. Um. Mm. I did like the lads kind of saying, "Is like, hey, how come you didn't respond to our text? It's like, we didn't fucking get your text. What the fuck? <laughs> um, just kind of annoyed about the whole situation. Uh, Asmodeus is, I forgot, because it's been like four episodes. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot how completely smitten he is with Aruma. Because um, is like, let's do our best, because they basically decided, all right, to decide who had the toughest training, will among us, obviously, we're going to gather points as a class, but which of us gets the most points here? He's going to prove which of us trained the hardest because now we're much stronger. And Aruma's kind of like, yeah, come on, Asmodeus, we'll do it. We'll both do our best. And he's like, wait a minute, that means we're going to be doing it separately. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to be hanging out with, with Aruma again. And also it's pointed out, he doesn't need to raise his rank. He's already passed the yes. level. <laughs> he's good. But yes, but he eventually realizes, well, I can, I can raise everybody up to my level by I'll get enough mm-hmm. points and we can split it all between us. And uh, we'll all pass. And they run into uh, you're the big shouty lad, and uh, they team up. But then they're gonna they're gonna look for boss monsters while also searching for the legendary leaf. But then they're snuck up by those two brothers out of Hmm. nowhere. What's your deal? We also get the rules of the thing done in the style of like a. I think it's like what you'd get at the start if you went to a film of like warning you not to pirate things and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can't. Uh, it's basically you can't, you can't attack each other, but you can yeah. rob shit off other people. Yeah, which yeah. obviously one of our misfit class is very good at that. That's his bloodline ability, much to his mm. uh, annoyance. Um, born to be a thief. Um, what are you going to do with that? Well, it will probably come in useful here. And then there's the mystery of why is Clara dressed like that? Hmm. Because a few people, a few people have noticed, like, what's up with Clara? She's hanging back there, not doing anything. But a, a bunch of people, including a rumor, is like, "Where's Clara? What the fuck?" I think my favorite visual gag in four is when Robin, the teacher, is 
explaining all the wonderful things you could find in this forest and they slide behind him and then the third thing is Kaleko who then grabs him by the head and hurls him into the sky. That's pretty good. I, I liked um, Robin and the... Um, God's sakes, I've lost your voice teacher. again. Uh, oh my God. Hell. It hasn't Dude, changed yet. There we go. Say something again, Dwayne. Something again? Am I... Yeah, sure? there we go. It's fine. Weird. I don't No idea what is doing that. It's uh, my Yeah, end, I did not, like not, Robin and the so. other teacher doing the whole um, the int- introduction as to the rules of it. Very much so. I am acting in front of a camera. Unusual. Um, it, it was good stiff stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's always a pleasant surprise. I think I forget because I watch the other stuff first and this is quite often the last thing I watch. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really do love this show uh, and these characters. You'd never think of it as one of your top shows, but it's consistently fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Spy Family episode 16 and 17 of which this returns to honestly, this seems even more like the format it should be than it was. I think it's done this yeah. occasionally before but it feels like even better this time around. Yeah, they, uh, they've gotten they've really had the pacing down of the um, the, the shorter episodes or uh, the, the .1 um, episodes of the comic, that kind of thing. Yeah, it feels like it feels, even though it's twice as long, it feels more like Astrofighter Sunred's timing in that it feels like it's just now giving enough time to whatever story. It doesn't feel like it has to divide yeah. it between the episode equally. Uh, so the first part of 16 is Yor's Kitchen, where Yor is coming back home late at night, covered in cuts, and uh, Lloyd is worried uh, what's going on here. And then I think, I think it was the point at which you'd she had the brown paper bag with the blood coming out of it. I was like, that was that was the point where I was like, oh, you know, she's going for cooking lessons. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's well set up and you know how fucking dangerous she is. Uh, that it's just like, oh, my God, her fucking job's getting really... It's like, no, no, no. She's, she's no. going to learn how to cook because she's good at killing. And that, unfortunately, bleeds into her um, her cooking ability. Yes. <laughs> which will put you right the fuck down. Yes. That's where, well, she, she's chopping something and then she's cut through the... Uh, the chopping board as well, just in one <laughs> blow. It, it it also constantly drives home how incredibly confident and perfectly okay she is with killing people. <laughs> That's yeah, that is not an issue to her. No, everything else in her life uh, is the problem. It's it's a really good development of um, <clears throat> I've forgotten the character's name. Her friend who worked in, works yes. in the same office. Um, because she seemed kind of like shitty and bitchy before, but the, her boyfriend is like, no, she's really nice. She's actually, well, she, she appears really like, you know, standoffish, yeah. but she's actually very generous with her time and everything. I also yeah. like that he's not her boyfriend yet. It's clearly, he, he's... <laughs> That's the way he, yes. she wants it to go, very much so. Yeah, yes, yeah. and he does as well. I mean, it's like he's deliberately invited himself around to these, <laughs> these uh, cooking so lessons. So he can hang out with his would-be yes. girlfriend. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and then th- that particular night, uh, she- he's invited uh, Yor's brother to be the one to eat her cooking because it's so terrible. Uh, but of course, he, uh, he he's got pretends to like it. To it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, does yeah. But then they. Um, I I will say like if if he's going to eat her cooking at any stage, the joke is going to be he's going to vomit constantly while yes. enjoying her food thoroughly. Is, yes. It's done funnily, but if you do have like a. a, a phobia of that it's just like mm, the noises might throw you a little <laughs> yeah uh it's also seeing him in a situation where lloyd's not there he's a little less uh insane 
You um, can see why he's friends with this guy. Like, yes. they're actually on friendly terms. It's just that he really fucking hates Lloydy. <laughs> yes, but calls him Lloydy. So is it really that much hate? Um, and then they cotton on, oh, we'll, we'll get her to make something their mother made. And, because um, she, loved a, she, she was there when her man was making it, and she has a distinct memory of it. So it's like, what did that feel like? And it's just like, okay, the missing thing is paprika and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, your family was from the South and they tend to use paprika in their cooking a lot. Yeah. It was, they make this, it's a stew with an egg on it. They make the stew. It tastes good, but it's not quite right. And then she's like, Oh yeah, you're from this part of the country. So you'd probably put uh, sour cream in the stew. That was it. Yeah. 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 Sour cream. Um, Um, yeah, paprika yeah, is one of the ingredients, but yeah, it does it does feel like a recipe that you they could probably reproduce and probably have reproduced, and you can now buy the Spy Family cooking book. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she goes home and makes it. She still screws up frying the egg, uh, which is a fairly good gag. But yes, the family enjoy it. Hooray! And the vision that uh, Bond had of your crying was actually tears of joy that the family in. but then she's like well if you enjoyed that you'll love this thing I invented <laughs> this weird looking dessert and then cut to them doubled over with purple faces dying mm-hmm. and then the second half is the informant's great romance plan um, Freddie wants what Lloyd's got he wants a uh, <laughs> he wants a good woman, so he's got on a date, and he wants uh, Lloyd to give him some help. And so Lloyd has drawn out this insane flowchart <laughs> to guide your conversation. It, it's it's funny, like it's the thing of uh, it, the, one of the best things about the show. Everyone's a fucking moron. It's very funny. So they're all like stupid in their own way. Because Frankie's just like he doesn't realize he's actually pretty nice. Like just be yourself, and you'll probably be grand. But he's like, how do you do it, Lloyd? It was like, oh, I have a, I research all of their past. And Frankie's like, yeah, I've done that to a creepy degree because I'm an informant. It's like, mm, all right. Uh, and I have this flowchart worked out. It's like, if she says this, then you say that. But if she says this, it goes down this whole other, and it's like sheets and sheets of this. And Frankie's like, I'm not going to remember all that. And Lloyd's like, why wouldn't you? That's, that's how I do it. <laughs> um, so they're both morons. At one stage, he has, Lloyd has to dress up as the woman, like he makes a cast of her face or does his makeup up to look like her so they can go on a pretend date and they can get a feel for Because he hasn't even, this is like a cigar shop he keeps going to. He doesn't even fucking smoke. Um, and it's just like, just so you can get to ask her out. So you, you get comfortable with talking to me dressed as her, that kind of way. It, yeah. It goes pretty well up to the point where she's like, yeah, I'm not really, I don't really like you that way. Sorry. Um, and then they go get drunk. Yeah, Lloyd does like show up to to drink with him after. It's just like, well, like I kind of set you up to fail there, even though it's like we did everything we could have. So it's like they're still friends, even though neither of them would admit it. So it's nice. And then the next one is carry out the Griffin plan, full metal lady, and omelet rice love. Um, so the Griffin plan is. The kids have got to work in groups and make cardboard 3D animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but before we get to our, this, our regular bit, school teacher is um, yes. is doing the art class because Mr. Rodan is out fucking today. <laughs> but po- importantly, so, before we get to this, is yeah. Anya has shown Becky the photo of Bob that she made 
Lloyd Tate. She wanted to do family yeah, photo with Bob. I got to show this to the Scion boy, so he'll be like, "Oh, what a fucking cool dog! You got to come over w- w- to my house with your family." Yes, this but plan's Be- gonna go perfect. Becky steals the photo because uh, she has fallen in love with Lloyd. Um, I'd forgotten she hadn't up to this point because obviously, yeah, ahead in the comic, she's like, "Dude, your dad is hot. What the fuck? I'm keeping this." Um, very um, funny. Is he seeing anybody? Yes, my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so Anya ends up on the table with Damien, and uh, Damien wants to build a model of his family crest, the Griffin, to impress his father. And this was the episode where I was like, is his father actually mean to him, or is this in his head that he's meaner than he actually is? I think he's probably just cold, you know, that kind of Yes, like or he, busy uh, all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's, he's apparently, like, he's so busy, like, the only way they can fucking get his attention in this entire spy plot is to, like, win enough uh, academic stars to meet him at a fucking end-of-year uh, academic roundup. And I'm just like, yeah, he must be very fucking busy, basically. Yeah, because I realised on this episode, it's like, oh yeah, why should we trust Damien's views of things any more than we trust Anya's fa- views hmm. of what she when she goes off? Damien's her a fairly smart kid, but he overhears uh, like one of the other kids saying, "It's like I heard they're going to have someone come in and like judge our works for like a, like decent works of art." And he's like, "So this could," and he's like, "Fuck, I could win like some um, the stars for this and get on." And it's like it's a kid's art project. You're just doing it like. For the yeah. for the thing, there's not a prize at the end of it. It's, but yeah, he even gets in his head. Is if I make this Griffin so good, my father will finally be proud of me. And him hearing his own father's voice is one thing, but Anya's overhearing this and is like, "Oh, fucking play that back in my head." And she does obviously Damien's and the father's voice. Um, was like, "Good job, Anya," says Damien's father in her head. <laughs> um, just very funny shit. Uh, yeah. So. She helps make the models and improves it by giving jet engines to it. She initially makes a bond it out of scrunched up bits of paper, I think yes. is the best way to describe it, and sellotape. Um, but she's like, I'm already done. I'll help you with your project. And obviously she's appearing like a beacon of hope to Damien, who can't possibly get this very detailed planned griffin done uh, in time. But she keeps adding things to it or doing it kind of half-assedly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, upsets her, makes her cry. Henry tells Damien off. Uh, she make, turns Bond into a small female griffin to be the mate because of uh, Becky saying something about love. Uh, with with love you can fly or something. That's like that. it, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I did like her th- thing as well. She initially makes um, Anya's dad as a, as a model. Yes, because he's so hot, and he's like, uh, I said, make an animal, not a not a man. And he's like, Lloyd Borger is a weird fucking thing, and he's like, Would you not say, sir, that man is also an animal? And he's like, Oh, you got me, you're fucking and him muttering to his bread is like cheeky fucking kid. <laughs> yes, and then she's like, No, Lloyd is more evolved than a simple animal, and smashes the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's great in this episode. Very it is. childish, selfish stuff. Very I think that's the. I think that's the other reason why I was like questioning Damien's visions of things is because you've now got Becky into delusional mode as well as Anya. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been until this point. Becky has not been as delusional, and now she's full on delusional. Yeah, yeah. She's like never a, like met a this man. Kid would be. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, and then the judge comes, uh, one of the local politicians comes, has a look. Uh, oh, it's from the Board of Trustees, isn't it? Sees yeah, the griffin. Yeah, it's something higher up, but this, this isn't going to get them any stellar stars. Yes. Uh, sees the griffin and uh, the crumpled up. It moves him to tears. Yes, it moves him to tears because he sees it as a vision of the nation's rebound from war. Uh, and he thinks the uh, the female griffin is the dead baby griffin that the larger griffin is upset about. Um, <laughs> and that wins first prize. And I, <laughs> uh, then we get a little bit with Damien and talking to his butler, Jeeves. Uh, that was the return. bit that was genuinely sad, because a lot of yes. it you think is in Damien's head up to that point, but he's ringing home and he rings the butler and it's like, oh, did dad mention anything about my, my orientation day? And he's picturing getting punched by Anya in the face. And he's like, oh, yes, he hopes you're in good health. And he's like, Sure, he fucking does. All right, thanks, thanks, Jeeves. I was going to tell you about my day, but like, I really can't. I'm going to keep studying with my friends. Oh, uh, really, kind of sad. Like a kid just starved of affection, whether it's there or not, he doesn't feel it's there. Certainly. And then there's a punchline though of Henry just staring at the art project, wondering how on earth this would not first place. <laughs> it's not elegant at all. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then Full Metal Lady is like, uh, this is the sort of the day-to-day life of uh, the handler. We get her name, Sylvia Sherwood. We get the, th- her- this is genuinely good because it's halfway between spy stuff where it's like, I have such a regular uh, uh, day-to-day that I can throw them off. Like, I go to the pool at, at this exact pool at this exact time on this day every fucking day. So they're just like, all right. So then they get lazy, and it's like, then I just disguise myself and leave the pool so I can meet up with um, uh, Twilight and fucking go over the missions and that kind of stuff. And she's very satisfied with her new coat and in her new disguise. And Twilight's like, can't tell her the price tag's still on it. That's that'd be kind of fucked up. She's so renowned as a really good spy, as the the full metal lady, as she's called, um, that can't um, can't bring himself. And then the reverse of that, where Lloyd is the one being ridiculous on their next meeting. <laughs> How's the plan going? Well, my daughter can now skip five times on a jump rope. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, we do get, I think in one of these episodes, he has assessed Bond's intelligence and thinks he can be trained as a defense dog. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be a future story or just a passing comment. Uh, then Omelette Rice is a flashback to uh, more your cooking and uh, Yuri vomiting it up. Um, Just a, a new and interesting censored dish, because it's so horrifying. Yeah. Uh, and has this like made him tougher as a secret agent himself? It, because it, it establishes that he's been poisoned multiple times over his youth and, youth and not died. And also yours, like, oh, stop it. And she kind of slaps him he's like with all the compliments. And she, she hops him off the fucking ground as a child. And it, <laughs> it's just like when it shows him in the future, it's like he is now ha- have a, has an invincible body because of this upbringing. And it's like, so wait, then you got you fell through the plate glass window and you got hit by a truck. He's like, I'm fine now. And he's just walking down like covered in plasters and shit. So he, I, I, he's... It, I got an invincible body, but it's also exceptionally unlucky or something. It's it's some weird combination of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, I just see what the next episode is called. Uncle the Private Tutor. Okay, that should be. Uh, uh, oh yes, yeah, that should be a good. One. Plenty interesting, and also Daybreak. So another two-story one. Yeah, I like this format. I like this format a lot. Mm. I like I like how 
as I said, it's not splitting it evenly, just giving them enough time for each story. Yeah, right. it doesn't feel like anything's dragged up. Next up is Pop Team Epic, episodes four and five. I have not written out everything in them this time. Train <laughs> Battle is episode four. Uh, and then episode five is Shining, Sol- Shining Sh- Shoulder. Shoulder. Um, train Battle, the main story is uh, PPB and Popoko are on a train. Uh, PPB is an old man in this story. Popoko is Popoko. Uh, they declare they're going to have a train battle. Everybody is told by the announcer to evacuate the uh If you wish to the not carriage. get caught up in the train battle, then you need to leave to this carriage. And also they'll be showing it live on this other carriage. But you can look at the live feed anyway. So. And they proceed to have a train battle where they beat each other up on a train. Uh, Using train stuff to beat each other up. Like throwing yes. the ice cream pots at each other from the... I- don't know if this is inspired by Bullet Train or the book Bullet Train is based on, um, or something else entirely. But it has some very nice animation, and also I think it's another one where the, it's question mark question mark as the studio. Uh, I think it is known who it is, and uh, yeah, because I've been ill, I've not written the notes I normally write for these. Um, let me see uh, if I can uh, hustle up. What the other memories of the, is this? This is God and Killua, isn't it? I think doing yeah. the voices yeah, yeah, yeah. for the women's in half episode four. Hmm. Uh, oh yeah, the Akbu one is the very strange one where Popoko has like armor put on with a mutant's cradle and just constantly wins rounds of something that is not happening. <laughs> she doesn't understand the rules of this, but she's winning them immediately as they start. Yeah. Um. Then uh, they're throwing away rubbish and they blow up the earth. Um. Is it? Yeah, I think it's it's five. It's episode five where the uh, pop team record B side gets cancelled, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Four is uh stuff being knives hidden in the jacket. That's the yeah. Hmm. Uh oh, there's the the one where they start spinning their heads around, wanting clouts. Uh, talking about headshots. I assume that's some terrible Japanese puns being translated into terrible English puns. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and the final bit is the uh, haiku. God, well, it's yeah. not the final bit. There's the video game bit. The haiku bit is the bit I remember because there's the outtakes after the men's part. I, I don't even mind that a lot of the outtakes. And now I realise why I'm losing the, the, the buy the DVD right. kind of uh, the joke because each each back differently. I can hear you again now. Uh, okay, I think there's something up with whenever I open a video file, but it's fucking up. The, uh, <laughs> that it fucks me out of it. Okay, it okay. does. Yeah. Uh, why it would do that? It's never done that before. Um, so I won't open up any files. So I won't remember what happens in the part five beyond Shining Soldier. Soldier? Sol- shoulder? Shoulder. Yes. Uh, so it's, The Shining Shoulder thing got me fucking laughing. Yes. It was fucking hard, man. That was it's great. PPB's doing an English, a TV English lesson that Popoko mm-hmm. is attending. And the English lesson is essentially her singing a Dragon Force song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very fucking Dragon Force. But the initial bit is like, chaos reigns. 
chaos rings you know and just like and it feels a bit like a cruel trick on the the male actors because clearly one of the the woman playing pvb is so good at speaking english oh she has excellent english yeah yes so it works really well that the lads doing it in the second half don't can't come off as well um but I mean, like that's its own joke as well. So that, it is, yeah. yes. Um, can we say anything else in this one? Because I watched the next. I watched so much top uh, two epic in a row. It's fried my brain. God, yeah, I I made the mistake as well of watching them together. Um, which is the one where the um, oh wait, the zoo one was the zoo. That was the prior yeah. one. I'm thinking that, of the that, one from before. Yeah, that was the prior one. That was last week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. One was. I thought there yeah. was a different one where they used a lot of English, but um, yeah, yeah. Next week, well, no. next week is the Tokimeki Memorial one, um, where it's very different in the in the women's and the men's. They're they're two completely okay, different okay. dating games. Um, hmm. They change the they change the they flip the genders on the on the uh, graphics of the video game in, in both sides. Um. It's quite a clever way of getting a lot out of not doing any any animation, but we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I watched I watched four, then five, then six, then I watched all four of the specials because Crunchyroll just kept on playing them, and then apparently I watched four and a half of the redubbed version of <laughs> season one. Uh, okay, can you tell I was ill? Uh, <laughs> uh, the the auto playing is kind of a curse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can't remember what else happened in episode five beyond the main story. I'm sure there was a load of old nonsense, except they cancelled part uh, side B and they blew up the Taki Showbo offices. I, I did like in the where they cancelled B side um, that it, it's showing all the shots from the prior ones, including the episode we're watching now because so little has fucking happened. Uh, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Doke. I'll get have the full notes for episode six next time. Golden Cowboy episode four from season four. Spoiled rich kid. Mm. Finally, we got Kuito's flashback where he gets kidnapped by quote unquote Russians and rescued by his dad and Sarumi. As that, it's a great fun caper because he's being a little rich brat and he gets slapped by an older gentleman. Well, I guess he's then smitten for a little because it's like, wow, okay, uh, no one's ever fucking. Talk down to me before. <laughs> I'll now trust you, old man. You want to? You want me to give you a lift on my motorized bicycle? That yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's also yeah. They get kidnapped. He gets kidnapped by quote unquote Russians. Uh, this is all anyway. This all appears to be a plan because it's quite interesting. Is it's clearer in the comic that it feels like in the comic it's him remembering it. From things he saw and things he was told, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you know that from the comic, it's the same here. Because it's like... I, the... I think it works like that. The way his yes. dad like, heroically kind of comes in. like he's This is how him as a child pictured all this happening. Yes. Or I think it's more like him remembering it in the present day. Because of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, but, but, but when it's his, his childish memory of it. Obviously. Yeah, when his dad gets comes through the door and then gets hit by somebody behind him. You can clearly see the outline that it's somebody wearing the clothes we just saw Sarubi was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also that final look he gives Agata at the end. you like, did he make that look then? Or is that him in remembering it like, now? I'm remem- I remember who the fuck Agata is now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
because yeah the key is it doesn't come across as well here is the key when it, in the comic when this appears back at the hospital when they're confronting Ogata after they've taken him to the hospital and he escapes uh, is he says the spoiled rich boy line in Russian and then mm. that makes Kurito have this flashback and remember when one of the kidnappers said the same thing to him and then he's like hang on a second the, yeah, the events yeah. of that uh, that day quite played the same way I remembered it being um, with that new piece of information that sounds exactly like my memory of an old piece of information. Yes. Um, I, I get why they did it like this because it you, you can't, in a comic it's really easy to just yes. like whiplash, like cut away from the fucking action as it's happening and um, cut to like someone's memory but in, in a show that wouldn't really work as well. I think it would but it wouldn't work as the last episode of the series. As the last episode or the first episode of a season as well. Yes. I feel like that might I think that I think the problem I think the problem this episode has as an episode is it's mm. you you don't have that context of recognition on Kurito's face in the present and then go into the flashback. You, yeah, yeah. Not even I, I, even because that happened last at the end of the, what we got in, instead of that was happened at the end of last episode. Mm. So it might work if you were binge watching it, oddly enough, but not when there's a week the week. Gap, I think. So I've seen people confused by why on my LMA list forums going, that's oh, just a little flashback. It's not important. So <laughs> fucking no, important. It's super important. <laughs> it's super key. Because, yeah, it, it's yeah. like, it's so, I, 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 the thing. So Surumi has pulled this plot. He's got um, Agata and uh, I can't remember his name because we've STSU, the other guy who's wandering around with Koito at the moment. Yeah, uh, the quiet I guy who's relatively he's sensible. Like, he's he's the more sensible out of fucking all of his guys, I think. And yet, still completely, normal. yes, still completely fucked by uh, Surumi. Um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Surumi, Golden, can we? Let's just look at the list of people in the. Uh, in the division, um, seventh division members, yeah. So he's got those guys to kidnap Koito. Basically, it's convinced Koito to join the army instead of the navy. Yes. Um. So basically, his dad is an admiral, like a high up admiral in the navy, who's working on these new kind of ships and stuff like that. So these Russians who kidnapped his son, um, are basically asking his new torpedo boats. I think is what he's working on. Um, yes. to stand down so we can go destroy those boats and but obviously the naval father is like yeah I will actually sacrifice my son for this because this is too important to the nation though it pains me to do it Um, but as soon as the father gets the chance to go on a rescue mission he fucking goes himself with, yes. with Surumi in tow helping him out um, most of their clothes come off. Uh, <laughs> yes, and they end up essentially both dressed as different versions of Freddie Mercury. Um, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he's already lost one son. That's why it, it's it's another dead brother. Like it, it's character. the idea that if he if he doesn't do this, like like thousands of Japanese will die. Um, so he has to sacrifice the second son. But as soon as he gets the opportunity, like his son mentioning uh like saying is just like you know where where he's at that kind of thing they get the information of where he's at because they're the mansion that they they think he's been kidnapped from is like okay they have a guy watching this fucking place it's it's just to try and stop the informant and shut down the phone lines and that kind of thing um it's it's a complicated plan but 
since Sarumi knows exactly what the fuck is going on because he planned the whole thing, it's actually not that fucking complicated. It seems like a lot of moving parts, but it's not. It's one guy planning the entire fucking thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he ends up with the dad getting knocked out, and then Sarumi has remarkably managed to kill all the kidnappers, uh, mm. who turned out to be uh, escaped prisoners of war. Or possibly they were kidnapped prisoners of war who were shot. Uh, uh, oh, they were prisoners of war, but they must have still been Russian soldiers sent to infiltrate this place. And it's just like, oh, he probably just killed a bunch of Russian POWs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Tsukushima and Ogata are the ones pretending to be uh, the kidnappers. So Arjunlad is, is really impressed with Sarumi, so he's more willing to join the army. And obviously he's... he's Admiral Father is like, absolutely, this would promote good relations between the army and the navy, which is proper. And I'm just like, well, that really works out for Sarumi then, doesn't it? Yes, like, it does. Hmm. He gets to the dad by the son. Uh, yeah, yeah. And was also created another incredibly loyal member of the 7th Division. Up to now. Uh, up, to, <laughs> up to now, because yeah, this is the point at which yeah, uh, that doubt has begun to creep in. I think that was always in Tsukushima's mind, but we know from his flashback, it's like he's still Surumi for feel life. Like he has any other option? Yes. Basically. Yeah. Until Surumi shows that, yeah, that maybe he's not on the up and up. In which case, he might put a bullet in his brain. Um, hmm. um, yeah. So this is this is this is the unraveling of Kuito, but also uh, even for last season, Kuito's like elevated up to like one of the main characters. Yeah. Particularly once he kills Kuroanki, and it's seen, it's yeah, not seen yeah. as like a a bad thing that he does it at the time because it's questionable. As we'll get into the next episode, is <laughs> like like you can say a lot about Kuroanki, but like he he had his reasons for doing what he was doing, and honestly, they sound pretty legitimate. Um, yes, yeah, but uh, is it necessarily the right thing to do? That's is the, the thing. question yeah, of the next episode. The right thing to do. Like, it's clear in his actions before he was killed. Um, but like, is it the right thing to do? But um, again, if you're not paying fucking attention, you might be like, oh, the cinematograph, that's just them having a laugh. This fucking showman, right? So like, there's a bit where there's there's several things talking about dicks, right? And there's like, okay, this this guy, this guy is your brother. And now he's turned into an eagle and he's going to leave you forever. And it's genuine character emotion from the kid going like, he has been like a brother to me. The guy playing the guy who's turned into an eagle has been yes. like a brother to me. God, he has really set me up for a really fucking good life. And then that man bursts out of his chicken suit naked into the fucking snow. <laughs> and it's very stupid, dumb fucking jokes with like real fucking feelings attached to it. Those dick stories are very important to us, sir. They're, they're yeah. people's fucking culture, goddammit, and they're important. And they are, even though they're stupid stories about dicks. They're very funny. Yeah. How is he uh, balancing this? I don't fucking know. It's amazing. I'm curious as to when this chapter came out because this 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 story reminds me of so much of the documentary now episode, which is a parody <laughs> of the Nuke of the North. Yeah. God, they might uh, be coming from the same fucking place. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously this is also coming from a real place because this is an episode yeah, with yeah. a real person in it. Yeah. Uh Katsutaru and the real person the silent Frenchman or the uh, yeah, I don't know they... if I don't know if Jarell is a real person, but uh Katsutaru and is indeed a real person. Hmm. Uh 
Yeah, so he's going uh, around filming people. Uh, in, in particular, at the time, he's filming uh, Ainu, which um, catches his attention because Sugimoto is insisting, "I'll fucking talk to a serpent. You fucking stay away from her, lads. Uh, she'll she'll open up to me about this shit." And she's performing the um, a ritual for hunting in these woods. It's and he's talking like, "I thought you weren't religious." Is like, and she's like, "These traditions are a way of like. I think they're for centering your mind to." to get into the the thing of hunting so you're you have your wits about you when you're going into the wilds and that kind of thing and she she's kind of appreciating the idea that this isn't for religious reasons it's for um societal personal reasons but that actually have benefit now and a, a random passing by filmmaker goes like oh fucking cool could you do that again um i want to i want to take a shot of um the ainu ceremonies and traditions and stuff and then they get attacked by wolverines yeah yeah so uh, episode two of Documentary Now, Canute Uncovered, was 2015. This chapter was 2019. So oh, he could have fucking watched it. He yeah. could have watched yeah. it, yeah. Um, <laughs> because that that's a similar thing where it's a parody of, because it's a parody of Nanook Revisited, the thing about like going into the fakery involved in Nanook of the North. Um, yes. But yeah, the, yeah. The, the crux of Canute Uncovered is that the guy who they hire to be the focus of their film ends up taking over the production and direction and casting of the entire thing. And, I was, and that is exactly what happens here. A surfer yeah. takes over yeah, yeah. everything. We have her in like the director's glasses, the director's hat, um, barking she, orders. She becomes being... very much so the, the power mad director and everyone has yes. to go to her whims. Um, cause, I like, uh, I li- they, they save this um, filmmaker from two Wolverines. Um, Yes, uh, and he, he, you owe me one, so you need to do what I, whatever the fuck I say. You need to take footage of what I think you should. Yeah, I I really like how the actress who plays a surfer when she gets angry, it just stops being even pretending to be a thirteen year old girl's voice. It's just an adult woman <laughs> barking orders. It it's because she's putting on her big boy voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very funny. But yeah. like her thing is basically, uh, he demonstrates the the thing that they're filming um, by showing some of the the Ainu dances and him explaining he's not even doing this for like cultural preservation. He's doing this because like he, the, these videos sell really well to um, the the Europeans and stuff. I think is who he's yes, them, so. yeah, um, of, of traditional uh, practices and that kind of stuff. And Aserpa sees this as this is a way of preserving our fucking culture. Holy shit. This is amazing. We got to fucking do some of our t- tales. And he, the director's like, yeah, but the problem with Ainu tales is they're all oral. And you guys don't have a, a tradition of theater. And she's like, no, 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 we can act them out. It'll work. It'll totally fucking yes. work. Uh, and then they play them. And then uh, the Frenchman puts in a reel that they filmed uh, 10, year, tw- 10, 12 years ago. And... It is all because he's like, oh, this 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 person really reminded uh, yes. these two people reminded me of it because yes. you have this guy's eyes and you look really like this Ainu woman. Yes, and it's film of her mother and father, and yeah. uh, and some of the guys are reacting as like, oh, is that what Wilk looked like when he had a face? Wow, okay, yes, because um, they haven't fucking seen him with a face, and Aserpa's never seen her mother. And again, this just hammers home the the thing of film to her. It's like this is something I couldn't have fucking experienced without. Without this, like yes, without uh, passing but, down traditions yes. and that kind of thing, and also without yeah, she guess it, she's like okay, I've got to see all these, I've got to see the other ID people, not just the Hokkaido people, and it's all because of Kuroanki. So maybe I should follow. He was doing this follow, to make yes. me see the rest of the way yes. these people live, with the way my people live. 
So yeah. maybe I should do the things he wants me to do, and then uh, Sukimoto's yeah. like, no, I don't want you to have blood on your hands, because I know what it's like to have blood on your hands, and you don't recover from it, and I don't want that for you. And she's saying, like, I can't be the version of you that could enjoy persimmons. I can't be the innocent child version of you that's that's dead, basically. From Yes, from she like, accuses him of being selfish, and he goes, yes, that is some of it, but I know you don't know. Um, so therefore, yeah. I'm going to try and protect you from that. Um, and and so now we're now we're at the uh, the new bit of the drama between our two leads of like, I'm going yeah. to try and protect you. You don't necessarily want me protecting you. And there, there's such a beautiful like symmetry from the earlier part of the episode because uh, when they're getting attacked by Wolverines, Sugimoto's like, "Stay back! It's it's fur is still bristling, so it's not dead yet." That kind of thing. And when a serpent says, it's like, I think maybe I know what to do with this shit, and maybe it's to start a fucking war, like, Sugimoto bristles like a fucking wolverine, yeah. and he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really fucking, and again, a very fucking funny episode, really funny, lots of dick jokes. Um, yeah, plenty. and then, and yeah, the, the stuff in the, in the stories, I think, which echoes in the next yes. episode. Hmm. Uh, about the was it is it a man disguised as a bear? A bear disguised as a man in the story because then we get in the bear uh, man in the next episode. Yeah, God, I think it's a guy. A, like it, it's basically a, a camui taking the form of a man, but it, yeah. it was a bear, and obviously it turns into an eagle as well. So yeah, yes, I think it's the opposite way because there's a bear. I think in the next episode, and it turns out to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, not it's not the story about the man who fucks a bear. That's only on the OVAs, <laughs> <laughs> which has a very strange ending where he fucks the bear and Sugimoto is cheering it, even though this man is a guy who they want to skin. Is cheering him on because he's achieved his dreams of fucking a bear. Yeah, like again, the the it, the, the show is weird in its funniness. Like Sugimoto, rem- like kind of remarking, like he's really embarrassed. That it's like, oh no, you can see my balls in that shot. Yeah. Oh my god, you know, um, lot of lot of weird stuff. And I, I really enjoyed that the, the narrator kind of going like, all of these stories involve their dick somehow. And yes, that one idiot guy always dies at the end of the fucking story yeah. somehow. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also Tanagaki going, I guess everybody knows that I've got enormous balls in this area because that's what uh, Chikapasi tells everybody. Yeah. And, and again, he's like, I'm glad we brought these kids along because the, he's, the kid, the, the other Ainu are like, who's that fucking strange man with you? And it's like, oh, that's my brother. He's got giant testicles. And men laugh. And it's like, ah, kids, you know, it's like a good thing we brought these kids with us because this really fucking makes us look like not suspect at all. Yeah. And also now everyone knows I have giant testicles. So, you know. Win-win! Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good episode. We got one more, and they're on hiatus because somebody has died, and they're essential to production. And so, no, yeah, I mean, like, that's hiatus. unfortunate, but I, I'd prefer that than for them to rush it, like, to get... Yes. To, get, um, yeah. to do it right, like, yeah. It, yeah. Just, it just unfortunately means then people start trying to go, which, well, who was it? It's like, the, the little bit of information makes the... Uh, the uh, speculation worse, I think, than if it, sure, it just. Yeah. But um, such is death announcements in Japan. Um, I mean, it's it's a personal fucking thing. They don't it is, make yes. it public unless they want to. Like nah, so, but, um, uh, I I just yeah, I hope they can. Um, oh, I don't blame like, people for speculating either. It's just unfortunate that that always tends that to people, be. 
do it because well, they're not saying yeah. who died. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, always going to be people are always going to be curious because they want to like make sense of a bizarre situation in their heads. Um, mm-hmm. Then finally, we've got Mob Psycho 100 episode. Th- uh, no, Mob Psycho 100 season three episode four, Divine Tree One. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United nil. Uh, founder appears. Uh, Mob Psycho 100 part three, three episode five, Divine five, Tree two, peace. Yeah. Uh, so the first part. I don't know you, and this may be my age, I don't know whether this is an experience that people younger than me have, but the vibe it had is of a kid's TV show that you might have seen once that scared you, was like spooky and uh, made you uneasy, and then you couldn't remember the name of it for the rest of your life, and then (laughs) eventually the internet came along, and then you go, oh, that's what it was called. Uh, it's got yeah, that sort of I, it's like the it's it's not scary. It's just eerie as like everybody falls under the sway of the divine tree slowly, except it, Bob. It, it's it's the thing of um it's the thing I really like of horror where it's it's not that there's a, a cat jumping out at you or like something to startle you. I fucking hate that. It feels cheap. It's the one that it's it's getting in under your fucking skin. It's subtle and unnerving. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know the kind of thing you're talking about. Um. Uh, and another amazing thing about this is I don't know whether this is just the writing or my brain or the right or my brain is in line with the writing of this and that's why I enjoy sure. it so much. There's a beat I can't remember where it is, what or even what made me think it. And maybe it's when he goes to uh Hanazawa goes to confront uh Psycho Helmet and then figures out who he is. Um Yeah, yeah. And then they're fighting and then I thought, hang on a second, wasn't one of the guys from the Big Five in the last season, didn't one of them have like powers plants. related to plants? Yes. And the very next scene cuts to him. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's being smart, like, because um, he's working in a florist, obviously, he yeah. has, has to get work now. And he's kind of like, man, there's all these fucking roots, like rooting shit up and sucking the life out of the other plants. I better connect with it and see what the fuck happens. Which is the one fucking thing yes. that this broccoli wants you to do to make a connection to it physically or ingest it. That's yes. a good one. Though mm. um, so it becomes clear that it was it, it's entirely Dimple making that happen. It's like yeah. the cult until Dimple came along was just a good natured thing people who were trying to find meaning in their life were doing. It wasn't he's the tree. Good natured, like people have all their own fucking reasons yes. that they're bringing to it, and he's just. Uniting those reasons. Yes, because this is the other thing. Is Dimple, and this is particularly the second part. Because the second part is yeah. Bob. We once he realizes Regan's gone, he's like, "Okay, I'm going to have to speak to." That's the thing that kind of pisses him off. Because himself and and Regan and uh, his brother are going around doing the things, and he realizes partway through, he's like, "Oh, his brother at the at the um the broccoli yes. candy that he was given because everyone's giving it out for free." Um. But Regan's just affected by the consensus opinion of the people in the town. It's like, we gotta go with it. And you don't know whether it's actually gotten control of him at that stage, or is he just like, we gotta go with the flow. If everyone else is mind controlled, then, I mean, like, that's that's the market I have to market myself to now. Yes. Um, it's not clear whether it's one or the other, but the fact that it's gotten to him is the thing that actually pisses off Mob. Yes. It's like, alright, uh, I gotta fucking sort this out now then. 
And the and fact then he that, gets to the broccoli, everyone's just like, "Hey, he's here!" It's Clap the other. It's the other founder. Yeah, it's like they recognize him as the other founder of the group. Uh, and then it becomes clear that Dimple hasn't thought his plan through. He doesn't know that the town's falling apart because of what he's doing. And all Mob wants him to do is face him face to face and have a and mm. have a conversation. And Dimple none of this broccoli versions yeah. of me appearing. Like, yeah, and yeah. the way it comes across is Dimple thinks he's a shitty person, and so therefore he has to do shitty things and has to do do this, become a god, because otherwise, why was I doing those shitty things in the first place? And the other thing is the way he's doing this, and he's not one hundred percent wrong, but he's convinced himself he's doing a good thing. They, I, I, this isn't mind control. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm giving them the thing they want. Yes. I'm giving them, like, they they want a God. They want a higher meaning. They want a purpose. And I'm saying I'm part of that. So just five minutes of your day, pray towards the fucking great tree, and just live your life. I'm not telling people how to live their life. And I, I by giving them this, I'm being a good person, kind of. Oh, and also yeah, I'm getting yeah. all the spiritual energy. So, yes. you know, win-win. Uh, and we could rebuild the town, and then we'll, we'll take it, we'll spread it through Japan, we'll spread it through the world, uh, and we still won't come out and face him. And then they get into the fight, and, but even when they're fighting, he's concerned about Mob. He doesn't want to hurt Mob. And you're like, you're telling he yourself... Wants Mob to join him. He yes. wants, like, a lot of people, even Reagan has, like, willingly joined him, that kind of thing. Yes, he's like, he he thinks he's bad but he can't be fully bad. and But this is all pushing him to 100%. So it's all quite tragic for Dimple. But then it ends on a punchline of the thing which pushes him over to 1,000% or 100% is he destroys his school uniform and sees that terrible shirt he bought two episodes ago. <laughs> that stupid monkey shirt. It's it's so good because it's such like a character thing. It's like, Dimple, just fucking talk to me, man. Come out and face me and talk to me. I just want to fucking talk. Want to talk this through? And Dimple's like, I've taken on my godly form. And it's like, no, that's like a golden version of you. That's not you. I know who you are as a person. Talk to me. Like, d- none of this fucking artifice. And it's just like, I'm going to fucking freaking Kamehameha my way through this. And it says Dimple. And it's just like, what a fucking stupid shirt. Click 100%. Um, yeah. Very, very, very funny. And then you're like, oh dear. And I wonder if next episode it's going to flip and. And the villain will then be mob, the hundred percent mob, and yeah. yeah. Uh, even though neither of them are really the villain here, it's just Dimple. No, won't they're, ad- they're both flawed, basically. Yes, yeah. Dimple won't admit to himself who he, what he really is. Um, but they, 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 have, they have the same conversation twice because Hanazawa has like almost the same conversation with him in episode four, but they're not close. They're not as close friends as Mob is. See, yeah, Hanazawa doesn't know him personally, no. which is why it doesn't like it. It should work, but he like because again, there's not that personal connection. He, he can't get the whole way with it. He becomes uh, corrupted or controlled. Yes, he gets or right, influenced yeah. by Dimple. Yeah, yeah, he gets stuck in the tree, and then once he gets released, then. Yeah, he's on Dimple's side. Um, and they, they talk about like his would-be girlfriend didn't get brainwashed, she just came of here of her own accord. See, that's uh, the thing, the people that, because she's a very strong-willed individual, and she just saw that this was good, and this is good for a lot of people, so she came to me, and that's why she's never going to go to you, Mob, because you're not the you don't stand out you purposely don't fucking stand out and even if you get buff that's not going to fucking do it because she'll make she makes her own decisions 
Yeah. Can't force her into decision. I'm not forcing her into this. She naturally came to me. Yeah. Naturally Um, is debatable, but yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, when the the girl from the photography club is the one who lets Mob through as the final person into the thing, I was like, is she actually under control or was she just doing all this to get Mob here? Uh, to see what happens. See, that's the thing. She mightn't have eaten any of the candy. She mightn't be brainwashed or yeah. brain influenced. It's just the look on her face. It's just like the look on her face was like, oh, now I've got what I wanted all along, which was to get Mob into here to see what happens next. But what she wants to do is get Mob there, which lines up to the rest of the cult of the green yes. tree. Yeah. And what other people want is meaning in their life or personal thing. What Reagan wants is like, well, this if this is where the market's going, it lines up to people's interests. But it's not necessarily right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's still loads of characters we haven't seen yet, so they may show up next episode as well. Um, yeah. Because yeah. there's loads of the other psychics. Because you're the guy from Reagan's office. Uh, was uh, he's he's not involved yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, nor is uh, the uh, the son of the last villain. Whose name I've yeah, forgotten. Yeah, yeah. The one who's clearly in love with... Guy. Yeah, the one who's clearly in love with Bob's little brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I assume they will either show up uh, in the next episode or to deal with Bob now he's got 100%. Um, if this show was just like the, the interesting character writing that they've they've got this huge cast and everything and working it all together works really well and like you say it was like well they're like a plant guy yeah there he is like it's very smartly written but also those fights are fucking class yes like, it's, the, the many it's broccoli mobs that are attacking him and just getting like ripped to shreds um just really fucking cool looking stuff yeah because that's the good thing about the fight as well is you never feel like mom's in danger um no, it's no, dimple no. It's, the it's, one it's, it's, the, it's the one thing of our hero is not uh, our one punch man or our mob is like he's not in danger don't worry about that that's not what this is about as a no the, the danger is what dimple's doing to himself and the rest of the town exactly it's the personal stakes and that's much more yeah. important the fight looks yeah. cool but there's not any threat basically yeah yeah it's uh yeah the, the threat is uh friendship over with dimple um yeah yeah uh, yes, wonderful series. I feel like this, uh, I think for all these together, it's probably going to be like a classic when you've got all three parts. Yeah, yeah. Sitting next Easy. to each other. Uh, I do think I, part two felt a little slow compared to part one for me, but this feels this is pretty really quick. Yeah, I think maybe I'm just used to the pace of part two now, and that's it is keeping up that pace. That could also be that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe because I haven't read these comics uh, twice in the same way that I'd uh, read the earlier stuff. Um, sure, sure. I do wonder if there's going to be some more original material like there was previously. Uh, whether they'll I mean, get... That's, what... that's worked when they did it right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they got an episode where one did the animation, so... <laughs> <laughs> they may do that again. I mean, he's got another series starting, hasn't he? But he's only writing that, not drawing that. Okay. Um, I don't know where that's running. I don't know if that's one of these ones which might show up on uh, the Shonen Jump app or not. Otherwise, that is it for this week. Um, I did briefly check in on Eurosite Sura, and I really like Mabro's voice. Uh, Miyado is the, it's the only voice where I don't think of the original actors when I hear it. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, 
I'd forgotten that 10 in the comic doesn't show up as early as he does in the anime. And yet when they did the Princess Karuma story, they didn't do her origin story from the comic. They skipped ahead to the story where they try and get Mendel to kiss her and uh, bring her out of her suspended animation and be her husband as her introduction instead. And that story in the comic does have Ted in it, and he's not in this version because they haven't oh. introduced Ted yet. Because uh, oh. uh, yeah, because I thought they were going to do like a more uh, manga adaptation, but obviously they're skipping to the bits they want to do as well. And yeah, things out. Oddly it enough. feels like very much that they wanted to get to Mendo out quickly as possible, mm-hmm. which I, is, I think is fair enough because he is like the fourth lead. Um, uh, yeah. Whereas I think Mamoroshi, for whatever reason, wanted to get to 10 as quickly as possible and have him as the fourth, third lead, maybe. Um, Mm. But it does feel like with going to Karuma so quickly, I assume they're probably going to quickly go to Benten, Ayuki, and Ran based on the characters on the website. Hmm. At least for the first... 12 episodes or so, they're probably going to be focused more on the potential girlfriend characters. Even though they will never be his girlfriend. Because uh, I think yeah, generally yeah. they hate him. Ayuki, I think, is the only one who comes close to actually finding Ataru somehow attractive. Outside of Lum, everybody else uh, thinks he's a terrible boy, because he is mm. a terrible boy. Uh, oh yeah, they've got uh, Ryoko Mendo's on this list as well, so they'll do introduce her even far earlier than they did in the original anime. Hmm. Uh, and then I wonder if the next twelve episodes will take a different tact. Um, right, I think it's going to be forty-eight episodes or so. So they may just have like go with like a set of themes because um, yeah, there's plenty of characters who are on the poster on the main website who haven't showed up yet so uh, mm. and they're pretty key characters who have a lot of episodes like 10 uh and like uh Rian Sake and her terrible terrible dad uh truly one of the most hated characters in the uh, uh sort of uh, late 70s early 80s manga and comics people really hate the dad because he is the worst um um He's like the prototype of Genma from Ranmaha. Mm, okay. um, except he doesn't turn into a cute panda. Um, in fact, loads oh, of the so, U- yeah. loads of the Osara characters you can see as like prototypes for Ranmaha, or rather, Ranmaha is probably the refined or version of Yosai uh, yeah, Uh Yeah. So, animation-wise, it is a little flat in places, I would say. There's like occasional scenes where it suddenly gets like a flurry of animation where somebody is like, I want to draw Lum. Uh, and so I'm gonna, <laughs> That's I'm an easy gonna... thing to get an animator to do. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, some of the other stuff fell a little flat. Um, yeah, so I don't know when I'll next pop in to revisit it. I suspect when they announce the, the 10 casting and then I'll keep an eye out for... So I'm like, none of the other characters on the cast list really... I mean, I like Sakura, but she's always kind of there. Maybe I'll check out the episode where her boyfriend shows up 
who's barely in the original anime. I don't know if he gets more chapters in the comic. Because the gag is that she's a uh, Shinto priestess slash school nurse. Uh, and her boyfriend is like a Western black magic practitioner. Oh, yeah, the two different schools of magic, yeah. Yes. Uh, and there's an episode where they end up going to the disco and all the kids follow them to the disco and then they end up summoning loads of monsters in the disco. <laughs> and as I occasionally run a paddle about anime discos, um, I, will be, yeah. I will be interested in seeing how they represent that in the new anime. Hmm. Uh Maybe also when Lum's mum shows up, because that's where she's being voiced by uh, Fumi Hirano, the original Lum. Hmm. And as I remember it, she just talks gobbledygook. Uh, <laughs> so that should be an easy paycheck. <laughs> yep, has to be subtitled. Uh, so it's subtitles on subtitles, I think, in the old uh, anime ego releases. Hmm. Uh, otherwise, next week, uh, what is coming up? We've got no edge like less than half of what we were talking about. <laughs> we've got we've got no edgerunners. We've got no Dragon Quest. Uh, let's have a look. No, at No um, Detective Conan for a bit. So yeah, no Detective Conan. Uh, we've got one episode of Golden Camway to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we had Tatami Gallet Time Machine Blues drop. But I guess we couldn't put that off a week, and we can use that to replace. Golden Camwe exactly because we'll be missing six episodes of Golden Camwe and there are exactly six episodes of Tatami Time Machine Blues. Okay, okay. Um, that is on Disney Plus. Um, I think that is it. Weekending the eleventh. Yeah, nothing else new is coming up. If we move that to mm-hmm. Tatami, uh, I could also move these JoJo's in the spreadsheet down a notch. Um, so this week we'll be doing episode 22, and that means we won't have to have a week where, because I've been ill, that will prevent me having to do a week where we suddenly go back to let's go for a week, we've we've run out (laughs) of JoJo's episodes, and then immediately more JoJo's episodes arrive. Mm -hmm. So yes, we can be JoJo's going forward until we hit episode 38 of uh, Stone Ocean. Yeah, yeah. And then there is... I don't know what the deal is with this Lupin Zero. Is that mm. str- where? What is that streaming on? It's a thing they announced very quickly, and it's coming very soon. Um, yeah, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, Lupin Zero, not to be confused with Episode Zero, the first contact. It is six episodes long. It is airing December the sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Okay. Um. So we can probably not have to worry about that till uh, then. Hmm. Me and Robico, that's coming in December as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I can forget about that one. And detect- the culprit Hanazawa is probably only coming to Japanese Netflix this year, and we'll probably have to wait a bit okay. uh, for that. I think that's it, though. I don't think there's anything else new coming along to that we know of. That we know mm. of, because I did not know I mean, of Lupin. Yeah, something that, that Lupin Zero came out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, that's going to be coming out next. No, what? A, a few months' time? Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's the thing I was asking for when we were 
talking about the previous season because they were doing all those allusions to him as a kid. Mm. And uh, now we're getting it. Mm. Uh, and there's probably enough material, I think, for um, six episodes mm. from the original comic. So good chance that it might be stuff straight out of the comic. Uh, it's being written by... Ooh, have we liked anything this guy's written before? Oh, he did a Space Dandy script, but I think it's my least favourite Space Dandy episode. Devil Man Cry Baby, he wrote. Uh, oh, no, we need to see it part. He wrote part five of Lupin the Third as well, which oh, is okay, probably, yeah. which is my favourite part of those modern Lupin TV series. Hmm. So we're sorted. I think he's not. Oh, and uh, he's doing Skate Infinity's second season and Skate Infinity. Wait, he did the first season as well, isn't it? He did, yes. Okay, no, that's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's doing the current uh, Gundam show as well. Oh, jeez, yeah. Uh, the only reason I'm not keeping up with it is because of all the other fucking things I'm watching. But yeah. Exactly, yeah. I, I've started watching even more stuff. Uh, that's not <laughs> anime. Uh, righty here, that's it for this week. Hopefully, Niall will be back with us next week. I think we just misread his tweets. Uh, when we were communicating as to uh, whether or not he'd be here, hopefully. Hopefully nothing untoward's happened to him. Uh, I'm sure he'll check in when he gets gets to Twitter. Uh, Back next week with more of the same. Goodbye! Bye!